All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Art and Labor. Um, we are the podcast ostensibly about the art world, art workers, uh, the ongoing struggle to survive um, as everything is crumbling around us in the North American the greater capitalist North American Western area. zone. Yeah. Well, it's really, isn't it? like a radius of maybe like 500 miles sphere of influence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Toronto NYC pipeline, um, the continues, uh, yeah, through the, f- the goddamn fucking film industry for one, but, but that's not what we're talking about this time. We're doing another episode about fucking TCAF because that's what we know and you know of it you know history will reveal why Lucia cannot be on the podcast lately but they are a paid consultant of the podcast <laughs> and uh they are our like working artist rep rep and the and me and Sarah are both just kind of in like regular jobs <laughs> No, well, what's weird is now I'm like in a situation where I have to like babysit artists, mm-hmm. um, and in, like not just young ones, but also older ones who are like, I fucking like, this is rarely, but like Europeans, Jesus Christ. Oh God, they do need a lot of babysitting when they come over here. Like, um, there's a type of European artist who's just like, I'm a little forest elf, and like, help me. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> um, anyway. But we, we want to continue our thread about TCAF. For those who didn't listen to the episode about... Um, or, uh, did we update people since then? Probably not. I, I Was she disinvited when we did that episode? I don't think yet. Not yet. No, no. Um, so, yeah, there was the TCAF for one of the featured... Okay, has a uh, lifetime ban now from... Oh, uh, oh Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. I really I don't know maybe that did happen because like I think I said this on the podcast but like they, they like TCAF released like an apology being like um I don't know like we're just like uh we're sorry that we're you just know, we a don't, little like, guy <laughs> they didn't say anything about NFTs or anything but they just said like uh you know this person doesn't fit our community standards and we also don't tolerate any threats and I'm like I think that line was for me <laughs> like I think that line was for me because <laughs> I was tweeting all this shit about flipping tables and stuff. But, um, you know, as we do, as you know, me and me and Sarah were both part of a group called Festival Workers Association, which is like active when it needs to be. Wish it was more active. Um, and so this podcast is an accountability session. Um, but we've brought we brought an expert. We've, we've brought in. <laughs> Uh, we've brought in a Canadian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one else was available, so we got the. No, we brought in a, a fantastic writer. Oh yeah. And member of the fucking comics community for like a like decades, <laughs> probably. Wait, per, yeah, per referral observer of the comics community. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. once worry. a podcaster, <laughs> but. You're right. <laughs> That's the best. 
uh, the periphery is the best um, angle of which to observe. For years, people knew me as that guy. They'd see at book signings in Toronto, and now they'll know me as that guy who they heard on an episode of Arts and Life. <laughs> wow. Look, if well, you, you can't can't see the mountain from the top of the mountain, okay? Right. <laughs> That's from Dune. <laughs> we got Graham. Graham, do you do you want to do you want to do a full name reveal, or do you want to go by your Twitter uh, handle? No, I'll just go by Graham. For <laughs> got you. Well, we've got my, Graham. I think my full name is on like my Twitter, so when people find me on Twitter, they can just <laughs> put it together. When my bot, when my like, when my work like scrubs through my social media, they'll <laughs> they'll find out. Yeah, I came out to my uh, coworker. I I mentioned that I'm on a podcast. Oh my god! I'm like, well, only came because out as a podcaster as a on podcaster. Pride Month. In part, well, maybe this is not for this is like an after recording thing, but she was talking about like, oh, yeah, my like my super close friend does a podcast. And I was like, OK, all right. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, it's like that's his job. That's all he does. He's supported completely by the podcast. And I was like, oh, fuck. And they all went to purchase, apparently. Mm. And it's about movies, so we have to find them. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> my, my movie for stuff like that is like, I work with a lot of very, uh, what's that? Let's say normie people at my, at my work. And like when they're like, oh, like when a podcast or something like that comes up, like it'll be like my friend on a podcast will go, oh, yeah, my friend. Yeah. This not my friend on a podcast will be, oh, my friend was saying something like that. Well, that's how you say, like, oh, I just was reading this thing online. Yeah. <laughs> Never say you're on Twitter. Yeah, you Never. Like I was watching a YouTube video. It's like, oh my, uh, this guy I know yeah. <laughs> telling me about that. He's a guy you know from the computer. Yeah, my, <laughs> my friend, ContraPoints. Yeah, yeah. Parasocial, I, mean, I don't know the meaning of the word. Yeah. We are a social podcast. We are not a parasocial podcast. So oh, well, everybody, I am a guy you know. Have... It's all good. Parasocial is when the hosts say your name, but you're not on the episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, we have we have parasocial privilege because um, this is not our only job. Right. No, far from it. We we're afraid to make it our job because that's hard to be great. that. That's a great way of putting it. Uh, that's a great perspective. And I mean, personally, that's me. I mean, yeah. it's not it. It's not just because of laziness. It's also because I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. My was like trying to get he's always like he's always trying to get me to go to law school and oh. uh, and so it's like he was <laughs> he was to me like I think you're afraid that you might be really good at it and enjoy it and I was like <laughs> oh, dad I'm afraid I'd kill myself <laughs> it's so stressful and a, and a bad job yeah yeah there's like an acquaintance yeah. of like a friend of a friend of mine and back in toronto who like you know they're very involved in like diy stuff like that and then i remember recently i saw their instagram they're like yeah going back to law school yeah i mean i just want to be like what happened <laughs> you just uh what's the it's like you saw the cockroach on the wall and you, yeah. you can all go away with one phone call <laughs> hey it's all well, i guess in canada you saw the cockroach and you're like what if that cockroach had a robe on <laughs> 
Uh, oh, wait. I, I don't know if you know lawyers here, like in the higher courts, they have to wear robes. Yeah. Do yeah. they? Do the judges also have to wear the? the uh, they don't. They don't do the wigs. But the like, wigs is England. Yeah, in like higher uh, courts, they have to wear like robes in Canada. I'm into that. Well, I guess they I wear robes. The Supreme yeah. Court wears robes. Oh, have you have you seen our Supreme Court? Have you ever seen what they wear? No, I'm googling no. that right oh, now. They all dress like Santa Claus, basically. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> It's really fun. Guys, we're getting so off topic. Oh. Know, yeah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Canada is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but great. Okay, we've talked about this on the previous episode, but like part of why like Canada has such a better festival than the other indie festivals um is that there's a lot more public funding for art and the library is amazing. Uh in Toronto, where it's the big, the big main branch where it's hosted, um, you have all this public infrastructure that makes it so great. Unfortunately, TCAF is not um, doesn't have any like public facing, you know, shit. Like there's very little accountability. There's very little transparency. Things shift around, and then you get something like uh, uh, really like e- extra of like offensive nft artists like on top of it just being an nft artist um who gets like you know fully flown out like offer invitation to this festival that graham you've been attending for like how many how many Uh, i've been to all of them since 2010 wow Uh, before that was like so that means like i think i think 2009 was the first one at the library and all the ones before that were like it was it was alternating years i see so in two, like, it's been going like the, you know the 2003 one was in the the beguiling's old location you know backed onto a park a big parking lot so i think it was just in that parking lot and then like after that it was at a college mm. or it was at a church but then it started to be at the reference library yeah, my equi- equivalent, I used to go to the Renegade Craft Festival <laughs> in Williamsburg in 2005 or whatever. Um, Where was that? At McCarran Park Pool. Oh. In the pool. Or I also went to the New York Art Book Fair really early. I think I went in like 2006. Was it always at one? It was. I mean, when, the one I went to, but it, it probably had some other history that I don't remember. Was that was that geodesic dome there yet where you could? No, it was not. Right. The the PS one used to be a lot like the um, when I went to Toronto recently. I went to the um, like Toronto Contemporary Art Museum. Oh, the, and, the, it's in like a big like industrial building now. Yeah, it's by the seems... by the candy factory. Oh, right, it's like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so PS one used to be exactly like that. Okay. It used to be ex- like like exactly yeah, that vibe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was right by Five Points before they yeah. turned it into a fucking apartment building. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Five Points was like a famous like graffiti hub zone. Well, because it was an abandoned building. And it became just like an artist squat yeah. graffiti building, um, art building. And then there was a lot of like paint, old paint factories that were like art studios. There was a lot of like... Um, I don't know. There's all sorts of really interesting stuff in Long Island City. And also PS1 was only $2 <laughs> um, for anybody. 
for anybody. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I ever... Anyway, this is not a podcast about New York anymore. This is a podcast about Toronto. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, this is this is all to say that that's the trajectory of that area of yeah. Toronto is Long Island City now is just Manhattan. Like the buildings are really, really tall and <laughs> brand new what? and insane. Well, like that's happening around there too. Like I haven't like lived in Toronto for like two years now, but you know, just west of the reference library was the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum, which was this old, you know, historic building. But over you know the last decade, they've done this big addition to it. This big kind of glass diamond looking thing yeah, that's it's... really like if you ever walk west of the library, it's just it's, it's really kind of you know obnoxious on the street. <laughs> um, but even that the hotel that they use for like every past teacaf, that there's that Sheraton just south of it, that is like closed and is being converted into a luxury hotel. Not a boutique hotel. No, and it's like it's like thirty five <laughs> floors, so that's gonna be one big luxury. Oh my god! Yeah, and and the the building that they did like a a kind of local zine festival in recent years called Zineland Terrace. Oh yeah, or whatever. Um, I forget what it's called now. Like I think it's called like Zine Dream. Uh, well, zine, zine Dreams uh, is like a separate show. Oh, it's a separate show. Yeah, and then Canzine is the one run by Brook and Pencil. Oh, okay. But it was like this great, like underutilized mall that they were right. doing like a local festival in at the same time as TCAF. Yeah. But like, yeah, of course, stuff like that doesn't last. Um, so. Yeah, there was none of that. Everything this year was on site. There was nothing like the Masonic Temple or Zineland. Mm. And even like, again, I hadn't been in the city in a few years, like just walking up that little stretch of Young to the library, like. You know, there'd be that Jack Astor's on the right and Starbucks. Those are all closed. One of the buildings is gone. Across the street, you know, where you'd walk over to the pilot, that bar, there's like a huge high rise going up. Yep. Yeah. So it makes sense that they want to get in more art that is aligned with that gentrification. Yeah. It makes complete sense. I mean, and that was my like thing where I was really surprised that they pulled out. Or they they pulled Pink Bug, right? That's their Pink name. Cat. Okay, Pink Cat. <laughs> no, Pink Bug is Pink Bug is our friend, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. No, Pink Bug's good. Pink Bug's Cat good. Cat. We were all up in arms when they were invited. <laughs> fuck you, Pink Bug. No. Pink Bug, like the nicest mom that lives we in can't Japan. Have fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pink Bug. No, they he's gonna love this. Pink Bug starts calling everyone rabid dogs. Could you imagine if they gave Pink Bug the full red carpet invitation? That'd be fucking sick. It'd be, be great. <laughs> I'd love her to do her like little Twitter sketches just at a table all day. I'd love that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was I was super surprised that um, they responded at all because the the roll out of it had felt so like. I, I, yeah, I don't know if like you were able to gossip enough at on site to. No, like, I, I didn't really. I was only there for because of like, other circumstances. I was only at the show for like maybe the the briefest amount of time I've ever yeah. gone. Except maybe that year I had to go for an hour because I had to work at a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it definitely felt like they they announced the exhibitors really, really late. Mm. And even like then the rollout was like very awkward. Like the exhibitor list was on an app 
before it was on the website and it was on that app for like a week or two that's mm-hmm. super weird yeah and then it was like it was like yeah it was like three weeks before i i remember in the past it would be like the end of january or like february yeah. and you're like oh here's all the big tcaf guests coming like oh you know you know Gab- gabriel ba and fabio moon are coming to tcaf again oh, oh boy <laughs> sorry not to disrespect them really um, in the weeds here yeah yeah <laughs> uh oh, these artists sorry. who are friends with the organizers are coming wow what are the odds uh yeah it, it just yeah it seemed like a very late rollout this year and then from that um very yeah i don't know mishandled <laughs> Yeah, I was I was looking up the um, apology statement because I keep like wanting to quote it, but then not remembering what it fucking said. Oh, I have I have it open here. Yeah, it's it's like we made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, but I'm yeah I'm trying to see. It. They really don't. They don't mention anything about NFTs. They don't. No. Um. um they do. They do say like, no one has you know like a, a financial stake. Like in the yeah. artist, I think they say at one point, which, which uh, we which, don't know. Which yeah, which although I I was laughing at a friend of ours. Okay, was tweeting about that, and alluding to like the image of the very kind of old fashioned owner of the beguiling sitting around with a bunch of NFTs. <laughs> he would um, never. No. <laughs> he could barely use a computer. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I found the part that I think is a reference to me, um, but maybe other people as well. But I was oh, like, the, T- the, 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 <laughs> TCAF does not tolerate bullying or threats against any creator. Right. I, 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 yeah, I think like that said problem. Because I think the second half was like really abusive. I think specifically refers to Pink Cat because Pink Cat was the one who's like, yeah, these people suck. Like, you're all, you know, whimpering dogs. I hate. You're I hate, bitches. Like I hate, I, I hate indie artists. I love the transphobic. The transphobic one was like, uh, it was like tranny biatches. Like it was some stupid. Oh God. <laughs> I was I like, I haven't checked their like social media since. I think this was an old, an oh, old okay. one. Like that somebody found. Like, uh. uh just uh, like but even like it was like from like 2016 or something and she was like yeah all of my critics are tranny biatches and i'm like nothing's changed <laughs> nothing's changed i just looked at their instagram they made a post an hour ago where it's two cats and it says i'm going to turn you into a porn star and the blue cat says i am a porn star I just don't release my movies cool <laughs> <laughs> i love comics dude these comics are so emotionally important to me that I'm going to invite them to my festival. God. They're so emotionally important to me. <laughs> they're so meaning. They're so deeply meaningful to me, and that's why I did it. Wait, did you cut out, Sarah? Where's your mic? Wait, there's I'm on mute. Sorry. Oh, um... there's, sorry. There's, I, I had to look at the Instagram. There's one from like three weeks ago, where it's like. Pink Cat has like a fez on and they have a forehead tattoo that says art money. And then they're with like a, the blue cat is dressed up in like full like traditional Saudi dress with like a white, you know, robe. Oh, God. <laughs> and it says, dropping your hose during the talking period is like quitting your job because you bought a lotto ticket. <laughs> so it's some like, I mean, it is the VG Cat setup. 
format. Is that what you're telling me? It is the VG Cats. It is the Except Pink Cat's not doing porn, I think. Except no VG. No. um, It is VG Cats. It's VG Cats. VG Cats is a Canadian webcomic about uh, two cats that play video games. And it's actually good, though. Like <laughs> That was one of the ones that, like, you know, in the 50 that I would check. Yeah. Every week. I would check it every week or whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, it would take him, like, two months to do, a like, a comic. I think yeah. he, just does, he just does, like, pornography now on his Patreon, which I guess, <laughs> yeah, I could get that God bread bless. on. Uh, let's see. I can't remember the cat's name, so... <laughs> No, what I was she's what trying I was to get saying... into pornography. She's trying to follow her in her footsteps of her hero, the VG Cats guy. Right. <laughs> so. Well, like, so the the comment that oh, like I was thinking about this the other day, where um, where where they were saying like they hate when amateur out- artists are allowed to do murals. When I was mm-hmm. like looking at somebody, somebody online posted like this is the worst mural in Bushwick, and I was like, I don't know. I lived right next to. The girl Brooklyn. Brooklyn girl. Brooklyn girl is so bad. Brooklyn girl, Brooklyn girl defaced so many times that they had to just like paint a big like wash of like white or green at the bottom so that they could easily cover up whenever somebody like wrote like this like that at at human level. Yeah. Yeah, and um, but I was Jeez. thinking about that, and I was like, I like. I honestly don't think that you should be allowed to make a mural unless you're like under the age of thirteen. Because when I think of the only good murals wow. I've ever seen in my entire life, they were they were on the side of like elementary schools. It's true that well, children like, murals are better. Like one of my favorite murals was like a like a high school class worked with an art. Like I guess if an artist can be involved if they're working with a high school class, I don't maybe. think so. I think it should be maybe. 100% but I don't know. I really like the one that the high school class made that was like yeah. on the yeah. food bazaar and um on the ridgewood bushwick border i really i really liked that one it's gone now i think oh, okay i'm trying to I think to, of yeah i i the only time i ever I was ever involved with the mural was i went to a day camp when i was like 12 and they're like oh uh you know every different camp can draw their own contribution to the mural so all the kids in mine were a bit older so they started drawing stuff like they draw a hand with three fingers up and then write like put these two fingers down <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, that's see that rocks. And yeah, so I was just like, guys, come on. <laughs> um, no, yeah, murals. You know, as we've we've done episodes about murals in the past, are like complete tools for gentrification. Like, you know, a lot of cities will do like mural festivals, and like, of course, NFT artists are like getting involved in that. And like, honestly, the all the the ties to like her like you know if like if if she's like of you know from saudi arabia or something like that makes me feel very tinfoil hat to be honest like like you know the way the way that like crypto in general is is used to move money around and like I, i believe she's like she has like a persian background she had said oh come on yeah like I get, I get really, like, I get really, really tinfoil hat about like the way certain artists are being paraded around. It's and it's, you know, it's tools, it's tools for gentrification, of course, and ultimately just like somebody's bottom line. But like the, you know, 
just crypto is just so fucked up. It's just so unbelievably fucked up. And the amount of resources that's being pumped in to make us feel like it's not going away. Like that comes from, that comes from like the very highest echelons of the ruling class. So it's like our little rinky dink festivals. I feel like, feel like nothing, but it's like a turf war. And if we are not like asserting our turf, then these scumbags will take it from like right, right out from under us. You know, <laughs> if yeah. we're not organized. Uh, I mean, yeah, know, that's, that's the uh, big homie Lenin yet again. Um, they're, uh-huh. they're fighting you already. And the answer is, are you going to fight back? Or yeah, like, and, question. And, and that's why it's like, it is like, it, like I do wish that there was like more of a, a will to take this power back but the left is allergic to power because it's you know it's hard to be in power it's hard to be it's just fun to be criticized it's hard to be criticized (laughs) and that's why i think like a lot of the early like the people who made tcaf so great in the beginning like like had to leave because you know you can't take the pressure for that long um you can't take the criticism for that long but it's like that, you know, if you're somebody similar in a position of power in like an important art event or community, then you need to be training successors. Like you need to be like Ugh. getting your people in there to keep the legacy going and keep the power in the community or else the fucking gentrifying, like highest, again, highest echelon of power scumbags in your city will take it over from under you. And turn it into a condo and an NFT. <laughs> Toronto had a very funny uh, gentrification a few years ago, which also relates to a mural where on this in this like stretch of the neighborhood Parkdale, all these like vegan businesses starting opening opening up. Hell yeah. So there's this big effort to like rebrand it and there's this big mural that said like Vegan Dale. Vegan Dale, <laughs> yeah. What about this? Th- that shit that wow. shit is a is wow. A fucking psychological operation. Yeah. It is. I, I remember, a, like a friend and I, we went to a like the the first place to kind of like kickstart that was this like one restaurant that was like they they had licensed the name from a California restaurant, but they did not license any of the menu. And so their so their whole shtick was like, oh, uh, we have a vegan Big Mac. It's like, oh, it's like it's a Big Mac, but. Vegan. It's dumb Starbucks. Uh, yeah, but... yeah, pretty much. So we're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, we like, we gotta go. And we went. And we're just like, well, this is like, it was really bad. And then like, all of a sudden, Toronto, <laughs> in the case, I guess, of even more gentrification. Toronto had its own. Uh, do you remember that, that New York Times Guy Fieri review from like ten years ago? Yeah, and it went viral. So, so they had yeah. like, yeah. So we had like our own version of that, where the Toronto Star reviewed the restaurant and gave it this really scathing review. Well, that's nice, at least. Yeah. Take that, <laughs> vegan Dale. But this is what I like about, like, Sad. about, like, that I'm glad that you're doing, like, criti- critical writing about this stuff. Like, I'm glad that, like, because, like, it, if there's really nothing, keep, like, like, if, like, the pink cat sh- shit, they they could have pulled one under. Like, I, like, the fact that people care and and made a stink about it is the only reason they did anything. <laughs> Like, you know. Yeah, and like, because uh. like in the past, like the rollout of like it would be like you know, 
here's the featured artist. Here's a big write up about them. This time it was like, you know, here's five of the featured artists. Like Pink Cow is kind of, you know, buried in the middle. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, even. No, it's a, it's a big mess, partially because of COVID, which, like, yeah. God bless, hard, like, impossible politics to deal with yeah. um, doing a super spreader event um, yeah. three years in to this thing. You know, no, I, don't... I, I did not get COVID. I've tested myself twice since getting back. So I've. Oh, good. Miracu- I, I miraculously did not get con crud. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, yeah. gang. <laughs> I, I've heard of a very. Um, a very well loved and lauded uh, cartoonist getting oh, yes. COVID. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know, so I got there and I was like, I was like, oh, it was funny. On the ride up, I was honestly kind of nervous that I hadn't really been in a place with that many people since the pandemic started. And I was like, okay, like I have a mask, other people will. So you know, for the most part, ninety nine percent of the people had a mask. Everybody at tables had masks. I look over, I see uh, one of Canada's most acclaimed and well-known cartoonist chester brown walking around with no mask on. hell yeah, yeah. Oh, and, you know, he actually, and I, I'm strapped to his waist he did have a mask but it was one of those plastic ones that clasped to your chin and then like is like i'm holding up my hands as if i have a webcam it, like it's it's like a you know it's like a good two inches in front of your face it's like a sneeze guard it's basically. like a face shield uh, yeah they don't do shit yeah. yeah yeah this is i mean whatever he's an older guy but it's just doubly funny when you remember like 10 years ago he ran for like the libertarian party of canada Wait, <laughs> in a local know. election oh yeah. my god i did it not know that listeners oh yeah i mean uh, I, i've always hated his shit so i don't yeah. care but yeah no, <laughs> no it, it sucks it was yeah. yeah it was like paying for it was coming out his book about like you know you know his book about seeing sex workers um, okay which who in his book he like does not show any other i don't know if it's weird anyways I, you know like the people gen z they don't understand the scourge of autobio comics yeah <laughs> by by men in their like i mean 50s, honestly yeah. if it, like but honestly like 20s too because yeah was oh yeah yeah. And, yeah men in their 20s who want to be men in their 50s that are their heroes exactly. yeah um, awful, just awful. <laughs> Why do we care about comics again? It is, it is funny that all these like autobiographical guys like that, just as they got older, so kept making them. But it's like they're not this like relatable, like you know, me against the world character anymore. It's just like, oh, why is this old grumpy old man telling me all about his record collection? It's the best thing Steven Universe did. Yeah, was just inject a bunch of like uh, blue hair pronoun kids into the comic scene. Well, that's what, it's funny it's you say happen. that because like that was how my friend described you know a lot of the uh, more commercial like parts of this show like the yeah. a lot of the tabling did seem like very much Steven Universe esque or you know anime fan art. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. That's that's where uh, we're at now for sure. Like, I, I, you know, I was saying to some like, someone else was like, you know, I thought we reached the zenith on that. And it's like I guess, mm-hmm. but there's like a tail end of it, and we're probably also at the point too where like. Piao is like operating long enough that, that there's now people tabling who were like influenced by like Piao artists and who are like, yeah, talk about you know, it doing a, it in a in a way that's maybe like a bit of like a diminishing return. Oh, for sure, not to, be, and, not to be a hater, but like, that's, hey, no, 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 no. Like, Listen, I have gossip about fucking Piao that I think should be on the record. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, it's all good now, but like at first, like, um. When fucking Mushba was making NFTs. Oh, yeah, and, I remember that. And Piao was publishing Mushba. 
and the Piao guy was being so condescending on Twitter um, to me and Bonnie Guerrera, an amazing trans woman cartoonist in Chicago, uh, about NFT stuff. He was doing the whole like, uh, what about airplanes? Like, oh, shit. No, now I remember. That was a PR <laughs> guy? That was the PR guy? And that's why like, I put that... I put like that Paul Rudd gif when he he posted his like his really cute TCAF swag bag of like NFT artist blah 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 fuck like it was like a fuck NFT artist bag I, I put like the Paul Rudd like look at us like, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> who'd have thought we'd be here not me, <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you it's know, all it's, it's good, hard. but I it's remember. Right, I know, but you gotta like you gotta welcome people in. I and I do, and it is a really funny bag, and he's really funny, <laughs> and all of his bags over the years have That's, been funny. You, you, to like, me. you would like the Sonic bag they had this year. Loved it. Saw yeah. it. Saw a picture. I absolutely loved it. Oh, I um, see. but you know, also like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that was so mean and rude yeah and like i've yeah. seen him in person since then and he was just like really afraid of me and i was just oh. like okay whatever You're like good. you could have just said sorry <laughs> i know but, yeah. uh. <laughs> um but that's, yeah they're they're problem. retiring koyama's gone oh, yeah. uh uh you know shit is different <laughs> the beguiling is barely open it's open maybe like over, like only three, on the it's weekend. Like three days a week for browsing, yeah. Um, and like Jared's in not in like in Penny or gone there in Vancouver. They maybe Van Calf is going to get better. Who knows? Uh, well, apparently like, Jared's like you know one of the people who run Van Calf now. And apparently it was it went very well. Yeah, Van Calf yeah. maybe maybe that's the move. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all flying to the West Coast next but year. But that's really expensive for us over here, yeah. us losers over here on the East Coast. Um, we can all rent a mega bus and drive Oh my god, charter a plane. Yeah, that'd be sick. If we Someone could get like their biplane license. <laughs> we do. We are going to need shit like, like that. seven times. As you <laughs> Let's become like a, a hang gliding. Game. Yeah. <laughs> How long would that take? Come take on, guys. one of those. Me and the other zine makers are hopping in our Cessna and flying <laughs> to Vancouver. No, we we're, we're in a fucking we're going steam... by dirigible. Yeah, it's I, steampunk dirigible for sure. I don't know if I can make it over the Rocky Mountains, but I'll try. <laughs> damn. We're gonna go around. We're gonna go over the Great Lakes and and fly through Canada. Actually, yeah. But what's Everybody's is there mountain range? Well, no, that doesn't help because you still have, you still have to go over the Rockies to get to Vancouver. You do? Is yeah. it goes that it goes that north? I had no idea. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, where there's some plates. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I've been to the West Coast like one time in my life. It was really funny. Well, not funny. Last year there was like a very large. Uh, kind of like landslide in like parts of Vancouver, like where the highway just got like completely taken out. And so like, you know, I work in a big bookstore and we had to like call other stores to be like, oh, you know, can you transfer this? And they're like, yeah, we don't have it because there's no highway. <laughs> oh my God. That's just like the rest of our lives like is going to be a I, shit like yeah, that. I, it's so insane. I read online today someone saying uh, 
we're gonna remember this as the coldest summer for the rest of our lives this is the last oh, cold summer. Oh, i was like oh fuck yeah no it's true isn't it <laughs> oh no this is it yeah, if you want to know, yeah what's it's that meme with homer and barbara it's like oh this is like the hottest summer ever it's like oh the hottest summer yet for yeah. now for now <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay okay back to weird covid tcaf um, post shakeup uh post <laughs> the funniest thing i noticed was that like someone had most whoever like you know did all the food or water buying for for tape for the guests apparently only bought like liquid death so like every other table <laughs> people had like crates of liquid death with them yeah i mean a lot of the art events in new york it's it's an easy sponsor to get oh, apparently it? so interesting that's probably happening in Toronto now. I love my water that I can't close. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> and that you can't refill. Like like or like you Yeah, I love putting my water that my water on my table with all my paper products that I can't yes! put a, that I can't put a lid on. <laughs> I um stupid. Yeah, remember when people made jokes about bottling water? Yeah. Well, we've well, canned it, so we can't make those jokes anymore. Well, it's it's just like... If we're going to do a sponsored thing, get everybody a fucking reusable water bottle. Get everybody like a little... You know what they need to get are Franzia personal size. People were so... You know, they were missing four locos so bad that they had to put water in a tall boy can. I will not rest until we get... Hey, we can get a comics convention sponsored by Four Loco. We caffeinated water. Check it out. Original formula. Oh my god! The kind that killed Chuck Schumer's son. Who was it? Like, God, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring back the original Four Loco. Instead, they're like getting rid of jewels. Like they're like things are getting. I know. I saw that. I well, it just means that everybody's gonna have to become cool again and just smoke normal cigarettes. Which is like a weird thing now where I see like, I I personally feel like cigarettes for the younger generation has become a, like, it's become like a vintage thing. No, they love it's, it. It's an affect now. Yeah, it is. Of like a... <laughs> and remember. they all want to die because they have no idea how to build a future. Well, no, but I, I just think it's like insane that... Um, I don't know that it's like a retro throwback to not be using a jewel. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, totally. Have you ever seen how cigarettes are packaged in Canada? Do they have oh, the, oh. the the mouth cancer? So they have, well, yeah. So they have like you know these horrific photos on them. I love those. Um, they used to have like the logos. They pretty much don't have the logos of the companies anymore. And yeah. I saw that one. I don't know if it's in the states or in Canada. I think they were going to just start printing on the cigarettes themselves that this is poison. I like it. Yeah. I think that's cool. Don't threaten me with a good time. God. Yeah. I think it's interesting. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Canada. Okay. TCAP. Um, yeah. Was anything good? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I spent like a like a decent chunk, but it was, it was a thing where like it was people who I knew like online. Um, yeah, I, I think every TCAF I've gone to, I've always been like, you know, I'm going to buy stuff this year that I don't know anything about, and I, I you know I wind up just going to people I know or people I've you know conferred with online, and that that's what I did. And all the stuff I got was good. Um, 
I've seen some people's photos of what they they bought, and it, it was a lot of I think you know similar overlap to the type of thing I uh, was purchasing. But you know, even when they were doing that rollout of announcements, there was a lot of I think there's just a lot of work that like, I'm not I, I'm not interested in. Like, there's definitely you know. I guess that's the intent. There's a large audience for it, but it's just kind of stuff that yeah, it's people who I think are, and I say this like nicely are trying, they're hoping to get like a random house graphic deal mm, yeah. for, for like their, for know, sure. their YA graphic novel. Yeah. Um, which is like not which is fine, but like, like but... that's, that's not like what I go to shows like this for. No, yeah. no. There's like all these other like industry conventions yeah. for that shit. Like there's like different types of book cons yeah. for that shit. Or just and SPs. It's just bad curation. Um, it's it's not anything against the artists themselves who are invited. No. It's just like I'm not looking to see a fucking children's author. No, <laughs> I don't and like, care. And like from that, like you know, there was no Wowie Zonk. That's insane and to like, me. And in and in that area there was like fewer tables than there ever was with Wowie Zonk. Like Wowie Zonk would be like, you know, 15, 20 tables. And this, this time, you know, look, actually have the, let me double check the guide that I, <laughs> I still have the guidebook from this year with me. Well, do you um, know if, um, like, cause I, I've never been to CCAF and was Wowie Zonk set up in a way that like tables were cheaper there? I, I believe free. the Wowie Zonk tables free. were free. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. That was like I, I say believe, even though I yeah, tabled in I there mean... twice for space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there were there were six in the area that like browsery area where there'd be like fifteen or so tables this year. There were six. That's yeah. There was no yeah. scholarship tables, and there's like no like like they took away no. and like yeah, like OCAD. There was like a table for like OCAD students that would be there, and they would have right. like their own little thing going on. Honestly, that's actually what I I miss about. Um, comics festivals because i haven't gone to one in years um is but, like i'm a sucker for just like a really shitty one dollar like the crappiest student lean that money can buy right that's what's so beautiful it, like that's why like you know of them. <laughs> when when i when i founded the zine feast at purchase like that yeah. was like yeah. what was so exciting was like telling the students like yeah you just you could sign up in advance, but you get a free table, and then all of these like people who are already working mm-hmm. in in these fields are are going to be invited, and you table next to them and meet them, and Make like, that's the point. Awkward, it's com- it's a community awkward. event. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a fucking about- industry event. It's a community event. <laughs> you can talk to each other about um, the the liquid death cans. They're like, why did they give us this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me too that like there was no table for like OCAD students and like Patrick from Wowie Zonk like teaches at OCAD so it was like a double like no thank you to them almost. It was a no thank you. I mean like yeah. I, I gossiped about this previously but they basically were just like they told them like uh, yeah you can apply for a table this year and they were oh, excuse me? <laughs> to the school you can apply for a table that's like you, you did all this like work for us you work for this this yeah festival for years for, for years, free yeah. and that's uh, yeah. we're not even going to give you a table like or like thank you like it was just it's so it's so gross it's yeah. a takeover it is literally a takeover it is a takeover yeah. 
by insipid corporate industry like, assholes. I like, I don't know what the story was either, but like, Fantagraphics was there, but Drawn and Quarterly was not there. That is weird. Which is weird, because like, they're from Montreal. That is so I saw people like, from Drawn and Quarterly there, but like, no, yeah, no Drawn and Quarterly. Um, I also heard that, I didn't know this, that like, there's like the TCAF shop in the library page and panel. That's like closing in two weeks, apparently. So, oh. I, I don't know. What's, so it's over. I, I guess. <laughs> um, it's like. Yeah, it was just. It was a very, like, a very. Again, for the brief time I was there, it felt like a very kind of like subdued uh, show, which is probably, you know, probably what they want coming back from from two years of not having it um but i think it is related to the yeah. gentrification because like when we have these cities where people can't afford to live in them anymore then you're not going to have the same kind of audience yeah available or like the same kind of people available who like just live in the city um and it's it's kind of why like because i have a friend who lives in minneapolis she's been there for like five yeah. six years and that was a place where like she wasn't there in college, but like <clears throat> our generation was still like setting up the DIY spaces or maintaining, becoming the managers of the DIY spaces. Right. And then she was saying like, it's this huge issue where like everyone younger. Um, and I mean, I don't like the, the formatting people will put it in where it's like, they just want to spend all their time online. And it's like, no, people just like literally, I mean, Minneapolis is much more affordable than, yeah. than New Murano, but uh but even still it's it's like maybe you just physically can't even be there anymore well uh, and toronto had like a big rash of that too like you know partially in response to when there was the you know the big stamp for the big oakland fire going yeah, on a bit ghost before, ship fire yeah ghost ship brother a bit before that too like a lot of diy spaces are like shutting down like like there's a place called soy bomb that shut down shut down there's a place called she she which was just like a, i think it was because guys from the band shit ran it um, <laughs> good band uh like that shut down double double like, ends not a double thing. double double end oh i didn't know that i guess they shut down um, i mean they're not they're they're just private they're right, private space right, right right and there was yeah but like like from CBGBs, like there's like one of the guy Ryan from shit. He started to do a place called. Uh, he started. He did like a like a punk record store called Faith Void, which is like a basement venue. Like that shut down. Um, I don't know if like Cinecycle was there or anything. It, yeah, right. and I mean like, that. Is, the, the point is to squeeze us. Yeah. The point is to squeeze us out. Like you know. Yeah. And like, like like artists. I mean, like even like where the beguiling was before, like. Right. Like the pilot, not the pilot, the place beside them, the central, like they had, you know, they had TCAF stuff there. Like I remember the one TCAF, like Brian Chippendale and like played like a, like a drum, like a black pus set there. Like Mickey Zakili mm-hmm. played a set during that. But like that whole street is like gone now. Like that street was like raised to the ground for Shit. a big multi-purpose mall slash condo. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's Smile by Raina Tell, tell yeah. me. She one of the five things that ruined everything yeah take that <laughs> you ruined comics single-handedly <laughs> don't say it's... that she'll hunt you for sports <laughs> yeah. she can afford to her and dave Pilkey, her and dave Pilkey in their palatial <laughs> mansions are gonna i mean to think about it materially a little bit right like the 
it makes sense that like artists are going after the dumb insipid YA contract. Yes. Um, because there's nothing else and we're not giving them, um, of, of a viable alternative path. Like one path that I think is extremely important to pursue is through tenant organizing and fighting for universal rent control. And that is when that's the thing when we get when we get stuff like that if we could get like a big universal program like that then we will see um diy small community like community based organizing thrive again like when rents are low Mm -hmm. we're able to do it and it's like frustrating too because i know like tcaf's like a relatively expensive show and then like this year was like an even steeper proposition of like, okay, come to the show. You might get, you might get COVID. Mm-hmm. You might um, die. But... Yeah, like, and even like people, I, I know people who were like going to be at it this year. They got, you know, they Could found related reasons. They got like COVID before. And then it's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to make back the, yeah like the table costs. I have to like. Max, make, my friend, Max Huffman. That happened yeah, to. Yeah. I, I know Max, uh, like Bjorn, Bjorn Meyer. Oh yeah. Bjorn. He, he yeah. COVID. That's horrible. Um, Cause you're yeah. like, you're, I mean, how often do you even, I mean, that's not true, but like, like it's, there's so no reason why TCAF couldn't have it on a normal day. Yeah. A fund for, for this. There's no reason yeah. why they couldn't like put emergency yeah. funding aside for this exact thing yeah. that they knew was going to happen. You know, it's in a library. That's always just my thing. Like it's free. They get it for free. They get the library yeah. for free. Yeah. And there's like no admission. Yeah. And that's oh. the other library should fucking kick it out if it's gonna yeah. be this awful. It was like the one thing we were able to do with festival workers was just like put the pressure on Brad. On yeah, that's that it's true. Brad, Jim, um, it's remember, true. This reminds me, um, like six years ago. I don't know if they still run it. Uh, Toronto tried to do it's like the Toronto like art book fair, mm-hmm. and it was in this like. Funny enough, a building that like used to be a school. Type yep. thing. Yeah. Um, but Classic. it was like complete. I like I tabled at it when I was doing stuff for Space Face. Like it was a building that was like really kind of not set up for like tabling because like you're just like in the hallways of the school, basically. Yeah, I mean honestly, um, that's how it still is in PS. That is how it still is in PS. Yeah. Horrible. I actually really like I. Out of that was the one that I had to just stop going to. It's right. claustrophobic. It makes you feel bad. Like I, I yeah. last time I tried to go, <laughs> it does just make you feel bad. Yeah. I tried to go with a group of friends, and like my three friends, like immediately were like, "We can't. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go. Bye." And I'm like, "Well, thanks for dropping me off. See you later." <laughs> the, the, I think it was like a year or two after that one. They did it again, but it, they did it like in collaboration with there's some big some big art show or whatever at the like Toronto convention center downtown. So just in this like room downstairs was like the Toronto art book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in a basement. That's just asking for trouble. Yeah. Well, not a bit, but not, it was like the concourse of like oh, the okay. met- Metro Sorry. Toronto convention center. <laughs> I could be behind that. Just yeah. like, okay, set it up as a trade booth. Uh, a, ba- a basement would have been more cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, now the like, Art and music people seem to be like like encroaching onto Chinatowns, both in Toronto and New York Chinatowns. Right. Um, but like 
for for mixed results um well mixed... like people like artists have been moving into chinatown since like the 70s well yes but i feel like, like there's markedly something different happening when like the you know triple canopy started doing their like yeah i guess uh, that's big yeah. thing at the the jing fong dim sum house like yeah. like and like Toronto started like T base, and then like now there's two record stores in the um, like Dragon Mall, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's again because you know. those are those are the parts of like that's the only part of Manhattan that isn't insane anymore, right? And it's like the I mean, the a, thing like is below, like below some of these places like like are underutilized, and it's and part of that is because like. Um, regular people like like can't live in like Manhattan at all like unless you have like a tight knit community um, that fought to hang on to its land and assets and uh, kept it like kept it like tight like like Chinatown there's some similar neighborhoods but like Unless you've got a thriving uh, human trafficking community <laughs> neighborhood, you're really not going to... Uh, hey, this applies to Little Italy as well, so yeah. <laughs> before anyone comes for us, it applies to... Yeah, the Italians are, are worse human traffickers. Uh, the Russian communities, the Russian parts of, of New York are largely... <laughs> <laughs> the Nazi parts of New York are largely ungentrified, like... like it's free real estate people come on come out to glendale come, come out, out to glendale baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's like to mi- I, that's why i say it's to mixed results because i think it did help jing fong to get all this art money oh like, yeah i i think well, it did it did i think it did end up shuttering but i think it did keep it alive longer than it would have from other forces of gentrification worse forces of gentrification perhaps but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, this I, was like a project that we would do, like pre-disclaimer. Um, my friends who were in disclaimer gallery with me, Shana, um, Shana Yang, and Sarah Wang, had a gallery in what's now known as Dime Square, um, but was not um, previously known. Yes, I know those words. At least something I know about. <laughs> You got to come to New York and we'll show you all the spots. Uh, they had a great gallery called City Bird. I have even got the accent down for Times Square. Kamala Harris' stepdaughter is trotting grounds. Um, before it became oh. that, um, they had they had like this little in-between kind of in, in this little like period of like art people moving into Chinatown thing um sarah speaks some dialect of chinese and shana speaks some dialect of taiwanese and they would do like outreach to like different like stores and restaurants and try to involve them into the space and be like you can use the space for art and whatever like you know or like we want to we want an artist to meet you and like talk to you and have a conversation like we're showing this artist and we want you to meet them like you know like they were yeah. doing this type of like yeah. outreach and I feel like that's what T Base in Toronto is kind of doing as well. Um, but then it's like yeah, both I both City Bird and T Base like couldn't sustain 
uh, also I, is what I what I've gathered. Um, these things like uh, they don't sustain, and then we went and tried to do a community type gallery in in Silent Barn, and then yeah, Silent Barn couldn't sustain. And you I know. mean, then that's always the like, but that's the 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 frustrating part, I think, when it like political change gets kind of like uh like simplified into community building and like it's it's like a cooperative is never going to be able to compete and you're in a competitive space it's true you're within the competitive realm of yeah you literally can't win and i mean it's important for a lot of other reasons if just even like for uh your sanity um and for the sanity of a community but uh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that it's it's a kind of a different dynamic in Toronto, but but I think um, that's why like a lot of like art organizer people are like they do end up eventually in the um like tenant bin. they oh. well they 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 end up in <laughs> well yes but they end up in, like you know like the artist studio affordability project like mm-hmm. and. Chinatown display anti-displacement stuff like a lot of art people involved in like um you know like Sam Lefebvre's new piece where I think we're going to talk to him about next week like oh good comes to a lot of these like conclusions like uh that it's like that's like the level we need to get at like (laughs) before we we, there's not going to be some magical NGO project that's going to like be able to sustain in capitalism unless we have like some serious systemic changes you're you know (laughs) i mean yeah that like it's because that's always the problem with being an artist is that um being an artist controls so much of your material life and you don't necessarily want to think of like your community your practice everyone else's practice around you as like uh kind of whipped around by these these other forces yeah Yeah. you want to think you can change the world and instead it's like well the the world is just changing your art um i mean it's whatever it's like it's a cycle but um yeah you know all this to say i don't think we should have given up control of tcaf by like and i think like it's important to get people who are like ideologically like against gentrification into the the curating power of these types of projects like you know that's a worth it's like a politician thing it's like a you know (laughs) there are there there are like art politicians (laughs) and that's why you know that's why i'm not like i i'm not against electoral organizing either like i'm not against no, I, I'll vote. I'll vote for Kristen Gonzalez or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Whatever. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> that's like that's the unfortunate point I'm at, where I'm just like, I don't know help. I'm like, I don't. Just tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> tell me what toilet to scrub. I'll go there. Like, I don't care. Sorry, Graham. I don't. I don't know if you knew you were going to get into like a no. That's all right. Your sort of ideological debate about it. Yeah, all roads lead to hegemony. I I really just wanted your perspective as somebody who was actually there because I was ready to like fly back to Toronto. Oh yeah, and 
Like, well, not, yeah, because I, I heard I heard you say that on the episode Eric was on. And I was like, oh, a, a scoop for Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so you are you are you, are you going to write about it for a publication for real? Like, uh, oh, oh no that that <laughs> that tweet was that joke was when I said major publication, I meant earn labor. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. I thought I was joking when I said that. I said thank you for calling yeah. art labor a major publication. Oh, no. I, I think my friend who like edits broken pencil, I think was gonna is looking for someone to like maybe write about NFTs, like and maybe has that really. Well, maybe not to TCAF, but I think broken pencil sponsors TCAF. But I think they're gonna write someone to like write about it. Well, how is TCAF like? What's the curatorial like setup there? Do you know? Do does anybody know how? Does um, anybody in charge here? I don't know because I know, I have a little gossip, but I cause, I mean because like before I knew like like Chris Butcher was like the director, and then Miles, who is like the current director now, like was also involved. Um, like Peter Berkman from the Beguiling was, I think he's mainly just kind of like he stepped down. Yeah, well, I don't know if I, I can't remember if Peter had someone will correct me. So I, if Peter, if he was, I don't really think Peter was involved in any of like the decision making or anything. He was just kind of like, you know, primary sponsor. Um, yeah, I think that's right. But but then because the, then there was like the stuff like I think that was like end of twenty nineteen when like Victor kind of had their their post about the. The like curation. The organizational side, yeah. Which is like completely valid, but yeah. it's just like for me, I'm like, we should let the <laughs> let like more privileged people do this tough fucking annoying work. Cause it is yeah. like it is a lot of like politics. It is a lot of like managing people's shit for them. Yeah. And like uh, and taking the criticism also. And I think like for people who haven't organized a big event with a huge budget and huge logistics, um, it's easy to say like, this is, this is to this. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Give it a yeah. shot. <laughs> like, I'm just like thinking about it now. Like I feel like I didn't see as many volunteers as there usually are at the show either. Usually I mean, they have like a very kind of like large army of like volunteers doing a lot of stuff. But this year, I guess because it was mostly all on site, there didn't seem to be that many. I wouldn't volunteer. No. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think part of that is in Ontario, I assume it's all in Ontario. I had to do it. Like you have to have like 200 hours of community service like to graduate oh. from university or from university from high school. <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah. We had to do that. Like, I think a lot of it was like, um, you know, get your community service hours. Yeah, that's smart. They that, should do that's that. Smart. Yeah. They had no, a no. horrible policy at my high school where if you skipped class, you could cancel it out with two hours of volunteer work somewhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So you just never go to class, basically. <laughs> Then you're no, like, we, oh, we have to do yeah. the community we're service thing the too. Yellow bike project. They signed it. Like <laughs> New York, New York Public Schools does the community service thing. Do, oh, really? do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I remember it was funny because like I knew the girl who had like she you know she got the prize for like most community service hours and she was was, like our valedictorian but but it was it was maybe the worst valedictorian speech I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, what'd she say? Oh, she started talking about like this was the Catholic school, by the way. She was going like, (laughs) oh, you know, like oh, as you're all going off to university, you know, uh, you know, be careful, don't you know, don't drink, and like I'll you know I'll be there too, but I'll have my root beer. And then I found out from people who like knew her, like she went away to Ottawa for university, and they're just like, yeah, she went hog wild. Hell yeah, that's right. (laughs) People had to like sit her down and be like, you need to slow down. Jesus, Catholics are crazy, dude. Yeah, Yeah, the Canadian Catholics. Come on. (laughs) I remember. So this is like a complete aside. Like I. I'm not religious, but I was like, ba- you know, baptized in like United yeah, Church yeah. of Canada, which is I think is like an Church of Canada, the, the United Church of Canada, which I think is like that's great. I think I think for, I, don't I, remember. I think I think it's like a Presbyterian like brand. Anyways, so I'm like, oh so we have mass in in school, and they're like, all right, you know, go up for a you can go up for the communion and go up for a blessing. Well, that's if you're still not Catholic, Catholic then. No, no, this is at like my Catholic high school. They're like, oh, okay, okay, you know, sorry, like, sorry, we sorry. have mass. They're like. You can go up for a blessing if you're not Catholic. You go up for communion. So like, and they're like, but you don't have to. So my friend and I are sitting there because we're not Catholic. This yeah. teacher comes up. They're like, all right, go up for communion. And we're like, oh, we're not Catholic. She goes, oh, go up for a blessing. And we go, we don't want one. She goes, go up for a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> People, my God. That's extremely Catholic. Yeah, that was very uh, funny. Oh, my God. Go for a blessing. <laughs> go for a blessing. I, I was like baptized Catholic, but my dad is Jewish, and and so we were always like, "Why do we? Dad doesn't go to church. Why do yeah. we have to go to church?" <laughs> Stupid. Aww. You know, the Church of Canada again. This is like a total aside. It's so funny because like there was like a headline like a year or two ago where it's like you know, some pastor for the United Church of Canada is like, "I'm an atheist, but they want to fire me. They shouldn't fire me for being an atheist." Oh my god, that, rocks. Like, that rocks! What? That's like some shit I'd try to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that'd be cool. Like, could you imagine like the the opposite that happening to like freedom? What, what, imagine like an opposite situation happening like to uh, what, what's happening to TCAF and like that somebody. Happen- Sorry, that happens everywhere. What are you talking about in America? No, 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 no. Listen, like a, a bunch of atheists take over a Catholic school and then turn it into an atheist school. <laughs> Class of 1984, all the punks are taking over. Now it's a a a weird private hippie school or some now shit. It's like... just goth. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, it's just a goth. Now it's pure goth. goth. Kept all the good stuff. What, what was the uniform at the atheist high school? <laughs> it's the same uniform, just like the, five inches shorter. Every yeah, every yeah, yeah, yeah. The kilts are all short. No, you get a complimentary T-shirt that says uh, "I laugh." You laugh because I'm different. I laugh because they're all the same. <laughs> no, you don't, yeah, you get that, but then you also get a sheer, a sheer black like, uh, like pantyhose material top. Oh, yeah. oh my god, mesh! It. Everyone has to wear mesh. Everybody has to make their get, own get, top yeah. out get, of different <laughs> leggings. You get fingerless gloves. Yeah, yeah. no, you they are not fingerless. You have to cut them yourself. Well, yeah, those ones that are like the you know like yeah. the sock ones that go halfway up your arm. Yeah. It's like an office space where they're like, you have to have flair. You all right, have kids, to have yeah. flair. All right, kids, come down to get your studded collars. For... Yeah. 
Get your ball gags. <laughs> on the uh, on the on the ride back from TCAF, I took the train. There was this girl, like very much, you know, kind of dressed like that. You know, like the fishnets, the yeah. striped glove socks, or whatever. And she, she, <laughs> I feel for the guys she was sitting beside, they both seemed very nice. But just the whole ride, she's talking about how much she loves her cats and just all this like. It's completely boring. The guy beside her, <laughs> all while holding like a stuffed like shark. That's great. hell yeah, very, very innocent. Yeah, I, I dressed. I dressed like TikTok. that in middle school and acted like that in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I really. <laughs> that's. I mean, I think that's kind of like at this point, yeah, a pretty. Oh, I. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm late for class at atheist school. I got a being epic <laughs> at two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> No, atheist school is just where you like you have to read uh Daniel Quinn and um yeah. like a Reddit account and <laughs> like, mm, it's like a good easiest assignment. Um you gotta own someone. It it just makes me think of there's like that screenshot of like a 4chan post where some guy was like arguing with his mom and he's trying to use like Kant's categorical imperative to like own his mom in a conversation. <laughs> insufferable. Yeah. Can you imagine something more insufferable than Catholic school? <laughs> yeah. So insane. Yeah. New atheist school. <laughs> New atheist school. Take over. <laughs> That'd wow, be so that's... funny. <laughs> if there's another world where uh they became the dominant force off the internet and in in that way. <laughs> And not in the Sorry, I got detention for being agnostic. <laughs> no, you got detention because you said vibes check. <laughs> I fucking hate science. I'm, I'm leaving the school. No, yeah, there's. <laughs> well, that's what the textbook. Yeah. Hate science, yeah. <laughs> All right, kids, do the reading. Turn to page 20 of ifuckinglovescience.com. I'm tired of Christopher Hitchens. I don't want to listen to Invisibilia. Yeah, no, no, it's down and read. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have to watch the Foucault debate again. Uh. <laughs> No. Oh there's a, you know, as speaking gentrification, there's a bar there. There, I don't know if it's still there. There was a bar in Toronto that was called like Hitch, and it had like Christopher Hitchens like no. quotes on the wall. No, yeah, that's, that's actually great. Is no. it still there? It's not there. Uh, I don't know. All right, Toronto, like there's like also part- one called Bill Hicks that just had Bill Hicks quotes okay. on the wall. They're really the Parkdale stuff. Like, like they really are trying to like fuck over Parkdale because right now Parkdale. Like, even still, like, I know it used to be better or whatever, but, like, even still, like, walking around it being, like, whoa, this is, like, my earliest memories of, like, like, Lower East Side and East Village, like, all the best parts, like, and some of it, it's, like, still, like, the fact that there's, like, so many, like, like, houselets support kind of houses and rehabilitation houses and, like, and then, like, you can just have all these, like, weirdo, fucked up religious shit and cults. Yeah. Like, like it reminds me of, like, all the Hare Krishnas in the East Village. Like, it's, like, and there's, like, a bunch of them. And, like. Right. Well, even, like, walking up the teacap, like, this year, my friend and I were surprised at one of the, like, the Falun Gong, like, 
Oh fuck ban- yeah! Ban- bannered Hell people. Yeah. They'd, well, they'd made it all the way up to like. Usually they're down in like, you know, around Spadina, but they've made it up to like Yonge Street. They have they have all the money in the world from the CIA and yeah. other international, <laughs> like national nationalist agenda networks. They have so <laughs> much support. One of the funniest uh, like streetcar conversations I ever heard was this like girl. And like your mom, who did not understand like the phone gong, like organ harvesting signs that someone had in Chinatown. <laughs> and there's like, like, what? Like, like, who's taking them? Who's <laughs> taking? I saw like I feel like the Shen Yun posters have gotten more aggressive lately. Yeah, um, the, they didn't used like, to say. They didn't used to say yeah. about what China was like before. Before communism. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They didn't used I, to say that to that the other day and i was like oh i guess but yeah think about shen yun think about the falun gong this is all related like these are these are things that the state funds through we can like we can look in the congressional budget and see the line items that Mm -hmm. go to this shit like it's it's it a lot of it is public record like i'm not just pulling this out of nothing like there's like millions like tens of millions of dollars that go into these, like, you know, Radio Free Asia, mm-hmm. like, Epoch Times, like, oh, yeah. like propaganda outlets that our government funds to disrupt these communities and disrupt their power, disrupt mm-hmm. their ability to self-manage and self-govern and self-organize. Like, that is the point. So they're, they're doing it to the Chinese communities, do it to the artist communities, like you know the multi-ethnic artist communities in our in our but you know a lot of like white middle class downwardly mobile asshole communities um, <laughs> but the the you know what communities that were trying to make more vibrant and and more reach across the aisle to other communities like are are not we're killed in our cradle before we can even get there because we can't, they can't be, they can't be having that. You can't be having, you can't be having this big festival that rakes in like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and um, brings together artists from all over the world, artists from like whatever, Finland, Sweden, Japan, like, uh, like all over the fucking place, like come, come to TCAV and talk and like, get exposed to new ideas and new ways of doing work and thinking. And it's like, if that's run by a bunch of ideological, the left people, that's it. That is a threatening thing that needs to be disrupted. But I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I hate to say it, but I just, in my own experience with the comics community, it's not in any danger of becoming like a really left wing play. Of course like, not. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why the libertarians but, take over it all yeah, the time. Exactly. <laughs> the, well, it's just. Uh, <laughs> do you guys ever go to panels at conventions? Sometimes they're good when my friends are on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first few TCAFs, I went to some. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Mostly they're bad, though. Mostly they're right? bad, but, uh, yeah. but I, I kind of still like. I kind of love a good crappy talk. Me too. I mean, that's why I do a podcast. So we get right. to do a crappy panel every week. <laughs> All right, wait, no, Graham, you're no. you're gonna be on no cartridge, or you are on no cartridge often. Uh, uh, <laughs> Trevor is doing like a 
like a Patreon series now where we just talk about episodes of Homicide Life on the Street. Okay, <laughs> so, wait, I, what is that? Uh, it's a oh boy. Um, so it's like <laughs> a, it was a cop show in the '90s based on a David Simon book. Okay. Um, David right. Simon, who like created The Wire, it was his first okay. like big thing, and it's the show that kind of brought like, you know. Do you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? <laughs> you know, like Andre Bra- like Andre Braher from that show. His like first oh. kind of like big TV show was like, another Away from the street. Another yeah. cop show. God. Yeah. Oh, the because so, that was the whole gag. They're like, oh, he, the guy from Homicide. He's on a uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine now, and he's funny. And he's gay. Yeah. Now he's a gay cop. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The, almost um, like worse than SVU, honestly. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah, I've only watched like the like five episodes of Homicide, but it's like a pretty good show because it's a, it's a bit like, it's like The Wire, and that's kind of like oh this this you know cops aren't all they cracked up to be, but it, I think it does a bit of a better job of The Wire than that, and being like yeah this sucks, <laughs> don't do this, <laughs> don't. Do- well, that's great. You're getting into the podcast zone. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> If you were just going to have like your own podcast and you just talked about whatever you want, um, this is what we always ask people at the end of the show. <laughs> Build your own dream podcast with um, <laughs> these, these tools. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one called Pro Graming, and where I talk about yeah. television shows. Yeah, it is so fun. It is so fun to just talk about t- TV and movies yeah. and not talk about serious shit. It's well, like my, so much fun. My idea, which I guess people can steal now if I say it, was like just do one uh, about only like Canadian television shows. Oh, that's and then, so good. And then have like Americans that's on to really, explain yeah. these bad TV shows to them. That sounds I'm gonna great. run out of TV shows though, because Canada. There was an article like the other day about how like there's like a dearth of like. The Canadian yeah. television is just like a nightmare. The one I watched most recently, I think Orphan Black is a Canadian show. Oh, yeah. And I watched well, I like a lot say, of like, that There's show. a lot of stuff that gets, I mean, what gets it called a Canadian TV show other than the stuff that gets just filmed right. in Canada? Yeah, it's like the, the amount of stuff that's filmed here versus like the actual like right. original right. productions is like very not good. Like the first like Canadian Amazon TV show was that New Kids in the Hall. Oh wow! And even then, that's like they're like, oh, here's a like a 25 year old property. That we're... Oh my god! I watched like the first three episodes at Eric's house, and I loved it. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised. I was like going into that like holding my breath that it wouldn't be like uh, when Mr. Show did those new episodes, and they weren't very good on Netflix. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, they were, like, they're, I don't know, they were they were great so far. Yeah, I do wish that Dave Foley would come out though. That's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's halfway there he says full hog in that like second <laughs> episode of the show he's like i i just can't get over his role as chris in the it's pat movie in the oh god oh. i forgot about that it's honestly an amazing film it's an amazing you can there's a way to read it where it's just like a beautiful story of two trans people falling in love two two ween fans fall in love. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> It's very good. Um, and then the other Canadian media that I'm obsessed with right now, Crimes of the Future. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I still need to see it. Uh, I saw that 
in a Cineplex, which is like Canada's big theater chain. It was me and one other person. Uh, and there was no... <laughs> Every other movie had a poster like outside the theater to show you, like, this is your theater. But for Crimes of the Future, they apparently didn't get one. So they had a small, like, not eight and a half by 11 piece of paper uh, that had, like, a fan poster on it. Not, not even the real oh, poster yeah. for the movie. This is such bullshit because he's, like, such an important yeah. I was going to say, come on! A oh, little bit bullshit. of... I hope the $24 they made on that screening were worth it. <laughs> I think it's such bullshit that, that, that it's like seemingly getting buried because it's so good. It's so no, good. And I feel, I, I feel stupid because I, I got, I got tickets to see, and then you got sick and, but I was going to see it the same day, but not at the same place. And then they were only playing it for a week uh, up here. So now I have to figure out where the fuck to see this movie. It was a, uh, it's really funny to watch that movie. Like, you know, as like a terminally like online person because like Kristen Stewart's character just seems like she's like a fan of like podcasts. Oh, so good. Or she's like, Oh, can I like can I like be in your performance? <laughs> <laughs> can I be on your podcast? Yeah. Yeah, oh, can't wait. Scott Speedman's in that uh, Sarah, I didn't you know Scott Speedman was in it going in, but this is maybe the funniest name for like an actor of all time. <laughs> Which he, sounds, he sounds like a Stan Lee character, Scott Speedman. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, yeah, you know, we have a lot of Cronenberg talk to do yeah. in the future. Uh, um, yeah. But we we should should cap this episode and yes. say, Graham, thank you so much no, for no, joining no, us. A, a pleasure. It's always so great to talk to you. You're so funny and. You're a great writer, and I'm going to link your Twitter, which okay. is at Graham. S-I-G, yeah. S-I-G, Graham Sig. I asked the guy who was at Graham once if I could have it, and he said no. <laughs> he responded. <laughs> I had the same situation where I fucking emailed sarahcrow at gmail.com, and she was like, no, I'm using it. I'm a literary agent. I was like, fuck you. Like, are you me? Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I, I got an offer to buy my Twitter account, and I always said that I would sell it for $5,000, and I was offered $5,000, but I, I, I said oh, no. Oh, is it because you have, like, a GIF profile image? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because I just don't know how to do – I wouldn't know how to do the money. They'd probably, like, try to pay me in crypto, and I'm not going to do yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> if someone wants to give me cash in a suitcase or some shit, sure. It's Western Union. Come on. Well, you should do, like, David <laughs> – David Cho style like you know 20 years ago where he's like sure I'll take Facebook stock and then it was like when it went public he's like oh I'm like a multi-billionaire now <laughs> you just this gotta to 5 million okay and yeah. then, then full time podcaster yeah yeah give me yeah it's gonna have to be if 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 NFTs, you can buy one apartment uh, in Glendale if they if they inject um if they inject like uh, one point five trillion dollars into the NFT space, like they did the Federal Reserve or whatever, uh, well, when time travel is invented, you can go back in time and be like, "Yeah, pay me in GameStop stock." Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, thanks for thanks for Thank coming. So no problem. It was it was a delight, and let's have fun, everyone. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.